blockchain money. How are you doing at the start of this fine week? This fine holiday week. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. We all be out here doing it. Oh, I went, I made the mistake of trying to go grocery shopping this weekend on Saturday. So mm-hmm. Saturday before a holiday. Yikesers. I drove to the grocery store and then drove back home. And yeah. then decided to get up just super early the next day to go grocery shopping. Because I've literally never seen the grocery store anywhere near as busy as, like, it very clearly was just based on the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was a big yikes. Wow. Yeah. That, and I'm used I, to, like, going at off hours. So, there's, like, no one there. So, it was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I would be, sh- I, I think I'd be overwhelmed if I went in there. I can't even do it that. Yeah, that's totally fair. Aaron had the insight on... Saturday, I think it was, we got some groceries from Whole Foods, but we just um, did like order ahead, have someone put together mm-hmm. your order. She so could just kind of walk in and pick them up and walk away. Mm-hmm. And that worked pretty well. But yeah, it was really busy in there. And for all of our Thanksgiving stuff, we're getting it ordered from Safeway, like delivered on Wednesday, mm-hmm. I think. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to the only thing that we didn't get is our actual meat. We decided to do steak because there aren't, there isn't really any other good meat that's really uh, makeable in this apartment. Uh, uh, so we we decided to go the steak route this year. And well, I mean, it's not that different than what we did last year, which was go to Fogo de Chao. But we're mm-hmm. just opting to try and make stuff here. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to walk to Whole Foods, I think, and just hope that they have stuff. Hopefully there's not going to be a run on steaks. That's my that's my hope. Yeah. I don't hear you complaining that you're going to be having steaks, so. No, no, not at all. I mean, I do like turkey, but I've never made one ever. And oh. this was definitely not the right year to start dealing with that. Yes. 100%. So. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I learned from in my apartment how to just stovetop cook a steak without doing anything else. Because mm-hmm. I, I tried it a couple times and failed miserably <laughs> back in college, I think it was. And I mean, one, one was pretty miserable. One was a reasonable success, I think. But part of that was because there were other aspects to the steak where I topped it with like a cream sauce and some shrimp. Mm. But I but I did a little bit of trial and error and looking around on the internet to figure out how to actually properly do things on just a stove and how to like actually pick out the correct steak for it and everything. So yeah, it it should be good, and then we're doing all of the ancillary stuff properly. So, Erin's making stuffing, which is her favorite Thanksgiving thing, in a crock pot. Um, we're actually making homemade bread to use for the stuffing, in addition to Ooh. just having as part of the side. And then, well, we're we're being lazy with mashed potatoes because neither of us really cares. So we're just doing microwaveable mashed potatoes. <laughs> but I've had those plenty of times growing up, and I think they're perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It's not really worth the effort for two people to like try and actually mash potatoes. <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't think. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a can of jellied cranberries for me. <laughs> whole can just for you? Well, I mean, I won't eat the whole can, but I, I like you, having you, cranberries. You will, and uh, yeah, apparently <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what other things I can think of to have with it <laughs> after yeah. the day. 
and then I think we're going to do green beans, I believe. Not green bean casserole, but just green beans, like uh, sautéed on the stove, I think. Aaron doesn't like green bean casserole, and I still don't think we'd have a good way to make that. And I don't really care. Like, I didn't grow up having green bean casserole with Thanksgiving, as far as I remember. Like, I have no memory of ever hearing about it till I was in, like, middle school or high school, and you actually start talking to other people about things. Wow. So you didn't know about it until you talked to people who actually had, like, delicious Thanksgivings? I think so. I mean, I've had it in a sense, and I feel like my mom maybe made it a couple of years ago. And, and I'm perfectly good with it. I think it's good. I don't think it's anything outstanding, but it's a. I think it probably, on the whole, beats just plain green beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not saying that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it's got to beat green beans because it's green beans plus what? Fatty, creamy soup plus fatty fried onions. (laughs) Like, heck yeah. America, here we come. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think it'll be good. And then I think we got half an apple pie because Aaron's not a big pumpkin pie person. And while I like the idea of pumpkin pie, it's not worth getting a pumpkin pie Mm -hmm. just for me. Especially mm-hmm. because around here, trying to get a whole pie is going to be very expensive. Like, I don't want to spend uh, that money on just a pie for me. So, yep, uh, we're going the apple route. Nice. What are you? What are you preparing for yourself or whatever? I don't actually know what your plans are, but I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I don't have I don't have more more useful insight than that. But from work, uh, they give us a Thanksgiving gift so this year. I got a ham. So, I got six pounds of ham to figure out what to do with over the next few months. Okay. Um, <laughs> my plan is to, I was going to do it tonight, but then I noticed that I didn't have any, like, good containers to do this with. But I was going to, I'm divvying it up into, like, four portions. So, like, pound and a half size portions so I can, like, freeze them. Because if I freeze, like, the whole thing, like, it's going to take for freaking ever to, like, mm-hmm. thaw out. A six pound ham and then once i thought out the first time i either have to like use it all at once which there's no way i'm gonna do that or i just have to divvy it up then and then refreeze chunks so i might as well just refreeze uh-huh. it now or not ref. i might as well freeze it or chunk it and freeze it now yes. but good suggestion from mom right there not taking credit for that one myself fair enough mom definitely came in clutch on that one yeah. it was like right about when i was about to like toss it in the the whole freaking thing in the freezer and i was like <laughs> oh yeah that's a good idea that's a good idea it's gonna be impossible to cut through a freaking frozen ham yeah no kidding unless i go out and buy an axe yeah buy a bandsaw <laughs> yeah well, that'd be a good excuse <laughs> well i gotta cut up the ham <laughs> i'm sure there's someone out there who's done it yeah uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never been a big ham person. Like, I don't mind it. It's it's a perfectly fine piece of protein, I think. But whenever we have it, my dad, I think at times, has insisted on having it as either a secondary protein for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. Maybe we'll have a Christmas Eve. I don't even remember. But we've had hams. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe it's an Easter thing. I don't know. In either case, every once in a while, he'll make like a whole ham and it's like mm-hmm. fine but i don't know there's just something about it that just isn't like that great mm-hmm. the only thing i really like using ham for is scrambled eggs and omelets 
What so. about scalloped potatoes? What are scalloped potatoes again? I know I've had them, but I can't keep my potatoes straight. I don't actually like know what they are. It's like, <laughs> like oh these. It's okay, like potatoes okay. with like what's on them? Even it's like a cheesy, creamy thing, and you like slice them and bake it, and then yeah. there's ham in there and stuff. I don't even know if there's cheese in it, but it's like creamy or something. I don't even know what it is. So it's very because uh, okay. So I feel like I've had the neighbor dish, if not almost exactly the same. Which is like the potatoes all gratin, or however you say it properly. Yeah, yeah. And those are very similar, if not basically identical. I think, are they and just the like same thing? It kind of looks like it, but it's not clear. Okay, so according to this random website, they claim that potatoes al gratin are basically scalped potatoes with cheese. Ah, that's why I thought there was cheese in them. Yeah. So yeah, I have had them, and my mom's probably made them. But I feel like I've never had them with ham or anything. It's just been like the potatoes, cheese, and seasonings or whatever, and cream or whatever you do to make them how they are. Yeah. So no, I'm sure it would be good with ham. Sure, it'd be totally fine. I think so. I'm like doing some ham thinking to figure out what I can put it in to like. It's definitely good for sandwiches. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna do some. I'm I've been doing some thinking to thinking about. Figuring out where I'm going to use all this ham. Because I want to use it all. I want to make the most out of it, you know? For sure. Do you... Okay. I don't know if anyone else is this way. Do you have particular associations or combinations of uh, sandwich protein and sandwich cheese? Wait. So, I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my stance for a very mm. long time. Which was, if I wanted a ham sandwich, I really only wanted Swiss cheese with it. And if I was having a turkey sandwich, I really only wanted provolone with it. And part of that was probably based on if you go to a grocery store, those are the typical combinations that you actually see. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to see ham and something that's not Swiss mm-hmm. uh, pretty much ever. And so I think Except when I started, fun- I don't think I've ever had ham and cheddar, but I also don't really like cheddar on sandwiches. <laughs> Just taking a deep breath. I like cheddar in melted forms most of the time. Uh-huh. I like that, like, too. Like, like a cheddar on a burger is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, cheddar in my breakfast sandwich or an omelet or scrambled eggs is the mm-hmm. best. I, I really... That's another thing, actually. I don't really like to buy or have any other kind of cheese than cheddar in my eggs. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had others at, like, a restaurant or something where they have some fancy cheese or they just say, oh, we're just going to use Swiss or whatever. And you're like, fine. But for my own purposes, it's going to be cheddar. Mm-hmm. So. I do have some, I have some associations like that. Um, I would say most sandwiches, I like cheddar on them. I'm not a big fan of Swiss. The one type of sandwich that's great to have Swiss on is a sandwich that's already in the garbage can. Because putting Swiss cheese on a sandwich is disgusting. Swiss cheese is gross. Swiss cheese can come at me because you're trash. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Unless you're Swiss cheese and then get in the trash already, please. That's how I feel about Swiss cheese. But yeah, cheese is great other than that. So, okay, so your first line of this though was... Okay, your, se- your first line was, oh yeah, I have stuff like that. And then your second line was... I like cheddar on basically every sandwich, which is the exact opposite of what I'm saying, where I am not a cheese generalist. 
I'm a cheese specifist. I think each cheese has its place. And I don't think that Swiss cheese's place is in the garbage. It's on a ham sandwich. Okay. You can be wrong. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've recently actually started to rethink my cheese usage. I, cause I love cheese. I eat a lot of cheese. I probably shouldn't eat so much cheese. <laughs> so I'm trying to like cup. Well, once I, <laughs> once I like finish the cheese that I currently own, <laughs> I'm thinking about contemplating cutting back on my cheese consumption. You're, and like, I, I like that removal, even if you didn't, even though you didn't say this purposefully, you're going to think about contemplating your <laughs> <laughs> removal of cheese. <laughs> uh, don't want to be uh, too serious about it, you know, <laughs> leave yeah, a lot well, of got, wiggle room in that one. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand like where I'm at with my like cheese consumption. Like, last summer, I kind of noticed, like, how much cheese I was buying. It's like, oh, I'm buying cheese, like, all the freaking time. And then I was like, wait, they got these, like, family-sized bags. So I got one of those, and it's like, yeah, this actually doesn't take me that long to eat it all. And it's like a huge bag of cheese. I don't know. I feel like it's five pounds, but I also feel like it's definitely not five. It's maybe, like, a pound or something. I don't know how big a normal bag is, but it's, like, at least four normal bags. Hmm. Of, like, shredded cheese. And it's, like, cheap cheese. I feel like I should buy a good cheese and have it less often. I mean, that's a great thing to tell yourself. I encourage that, but we'll uh, check back in a few weeks. <laughs> we'll see if I've thought about <laughs> contemplating it anymore. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I've brought this up, but we had a conversation at work uh, a long time ago, back when we were in the office. And someone asked, would you rather go without cheese or chocolate? And that was pretty divisive in terms of people's strong opinions. Of course, I landed very strongly on I'd way rather go without cheese. But mm-hmm. I just obviously do not go through that much cheese. I don't know the last time I had cheese. Well, okay, I had pizza the other day. But that's probably the main time that I have cheese. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. God you're not getting, like, cheeseless pizza. Yikes. Uh, no. Well, I mean... I think that a pizza that was just, like, sauce and then a lot of pepperoni and sausage and, like, maybe green peppers would be totally fine. Like, I'd eat that. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Baked bread and tomato. Yummy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better than having, like, vegan cheese on it or something. Mm. I you might think. have a point. You might have a point there. Yeah. I, I actually just... haven't had ve- vegan cheese in a real long time, so I'm not going to hate on it too much yet, but... Yeah, I mean, I think I've I've probably had it a time or two. My mom was telling me how she and my little sister made um, baked nachos using vegan cheese. That I said mm-hmm. was actually really good because it was like, you know, nachos, but also, you know, you had like guac on the side and you added sour cream and meat and all this sort of stuff so that the cheese was just sort of like all it needed to do was be completely melted and add a little bit to like the flavor profile. And also just be a sort of texture that you want to have with nachos. Mm-hmm. But everything else was capable of doing the more heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, this is real random. It made me want to get on the comics. But that just made me think of the phrase like, that's nacho cheese. And how that's one of those sentences that depending on what word you put the most emphasis on, it completely changes what the meaning of the sentence is. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's interesting. I don't know. That's all I got. 
I mean, that's kind of the whole basis of the joke that that phrase is often used in. <laughs> yeah, it's, I I don't even think it's a joke. I just think it's a fascinating thing about language. Okay. The same exact words in the same exact order, and they mean vastly different things. Well, that's like the uh, I was. This was actually pretty funny. So I was just talking to, or someone had mentioned this on like the our company Slack. Uh, the like whether or the situations where saying two or maybe like a compound word but in the reverse way really changes the meaning and Can so example i don't know you well the funniest example and- the funniest example that someone came up with immediately uh, the first example was not very good i don't remember what it was but then someone said well my favorite has always been meatball and ball meat <laughs> And you think of that, and you're like, wow, yeah, that's really bad. And then you actually try and think of any others, and you're like, huh, it's actually really hard to come up with them that are actually bad or don't make sense. Yeah. But that reminded me of that, and then it reminded me what you just said of... Ooh, toilet paper and paper toilet. uh, That's true. That's good. (laughs) But what I remembered was... So that's sort of like commutativity, what we would say in math, right? Whether you can flip-flop things. But mm-hmm. then there's also uh, associativity, whether you go one, two, three, or one, two, three makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And there's a really uh, popular XKCD comic that's one of the earlier ones that's uh, uh, switching up hyphens whenever someone says, or, or anytime something's a hyphenated adjective, you switch where the hyphen is. So instead of saying, man, that's a sweet-ass car, you say, man, that's a sweet-ass car. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet ass car. Yeah. <laughs> was it like a an ass car or like I don't know what what that even entails. Like is it a like a posterior that is a car? Or is it like a car I don't that's think it like matters. I think I think it's just one of those delightful things like you said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. all right. Shall we uh do what we're here to do? Yeah, we should do what we're here do, to do. Do what it says on the tin. Or at least do what we claim to be here to do. So we're getting a bit of a reality check tonight from Dave Wammond, whose name I probably pronounced incorrectly again, despite being lectured on this last time, I remember for sure. But Wammond, maybe. I'm so pretty sure have... last time you said something like "wemond" or something. Like you really <laughs> wanted to I emphasize did. the second syllable. What you said, bef- what you just said now, is pretty good. <laughs> okay, by by Dave Whammond. Um <laughs> and we've got a a school classroom, and I will not get distracted by unimportant parts of this comic, and I will maybe describe them later. But we have a student who has clearly stepped up from his desk and walked up to the teacher's desk. And the teacher is has a book open in front of her, looking disappointed, says, Darren, why haven't you handed in your poetry homework yet? Darren says, I have no explanation. And this scene is captioned, no rhyme or reason. <laughs> and some of the things that were trying to distract me was the fact that there's like squirrels in this classroom or something Mm -hmm. it's like one under one of the desks there's one at the desk behind where darren came from i assume the kid in the desk right behind where darren is standing yeah i swear he's got like a pig nose (laughs) um 
on the chalkboard. Let's not be mean. It appears. Grant. Okay, sorry, that was kind of mean. These ones aren't that mean. Maybe it's mean to the artist, but on the chalkboard, it appears that the chalk looks a lot more like a cigarette to me than chalk. Um, and the eraser just looks like a Mr. Clean Magic eraser with like a hat. <laughs> all accurate statements. I will let the listener know. Grant is uh, completely on point with all of these descriptions. But none of them are pertinent to the conversation that I'm aiming to have. Okay. I hope he doesn't I, ask for poetry. No. I, I thought about that and, and thought better of it. Good. I was wondering how you were as a student mm-hmm. with uh, dealing with assignments. Mm-hmm. I plead the fifth. Mark, how are you with dealing with this? No. Um, what stage of my academic career are you asking about? Well, I think it's most interesting and perhaps less embarrassing if we focus more in like the middle schoolish. Let's say like what people would call junior high in other places. So let's say seventh through ninth grade. Okay. So it's not your first year of middle school where you're basically, they're trying to expect you to be something like an adult, but also know that you're also just a glorified elementary school kid. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the ninth grade, when you're kind of getting your butt kicked going into high school, and you hopefully start figuring a little something out further on. So let's just focus on seventh through ninth. Okay. Um, how was I in dealing with assignments? Like, I did most of them, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it. W- most of the time, I like had decent enough organization that like yeah i knew what the assignments were and like i had so like i could do them all if i made that choice and i rarely 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 ever chose not to Mm -hmm. so yeah i i don't know if that's what you're getting at or if there's like something more specific you're curious about i'm very open to follow-up questions or follow-up monologuing whatever yeah i mean i guess the the big thing that i had in my mind was kind of organization as a kid mm-hmm. and like okay you had all these assignments what was your like like do you remember how you managed to keep track of anything because when i look back at middle school i know two things i know first that i wasn't great at keeping track of assignments and two in light of that information and i have no idea how i got anything done <laughs> yeah I feel like I had the whole planner thing really forced on me pretty hard because Mm -hmm. those in my life who cared about me being successful knew that it would be a disaster if I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think most of the time I used that and I did like a decent job with it. And that's actually something like a skill that I heard. I don't know if it's a skill, but like it's something that I kind of maintained through most of my schooling and it actually i think i got better at it like as i got to college of actually like writing down assignments or else i might forget them but when i'm thinking about times when like i stopped using a planner like just wasn't using it very well often i was always saved by like very organized teachers who had like schedules drawn out or like places like a place where i could go to check because it was somewhere where i could easily check what was Mm -hmm. due 
and so in those times i would just like yeah each day or each night or whatever it would be like okay let's just go and sit down and check through all the classes on the place where i know the homework will be and i'll just figure it out from there sure so yeah how how was did you have an organizational system or nah um i mean just like every middle schooler i was technically required to use a planner and was technically required to get what 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 some would consider supposed to be a legitimate signature from my parents saying that I successfully used my planner. Uh, <laughs> but I was very much a, uh, very evasive when it came to dealing with the weekly planner mm-hmm. that we were issued. Uh, I'm sure that there were times where I did get legitimate signatures, where maybe I even wrote things down in there as a sort of school assignment in and of itself. But it took a long, long time for me to appreciate anything like that as a, uh, like, appreciate that systems exist for your benefit and not just to appease authority figures. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, these planners were very similar to how I think I treated something like Spanish forever, which was, oh, this is a thing that I, like, have to do. I have to learn the motions and I'm not going to actively use it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was real bad for a very long time, I think. Like like I said, I, I it's a miracle that I got things done in hindsight. I'm sure my mom like uh remembered things for me. I'm sure that there definitely was a sense of routine of like, oh, I have my daily math homework or whatever. Like I I I got that part. Mm-hmm. But there would still be things that would slip through the cracks that I'd procrastinate on or whatever. And and I don't know, like, there's there's always this sensation that I have, even throughout high school, where I remember that taking 4X was the first time that I felt like I was a participant in my learning. Mm-hmm. Like, that I was, so, like, self-aware enough to realize, oh, I'm here learning a thing, not just kind of, like, being here. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know why that happened then and why it didn't happen earlier, but... Yeah, I, I just, like, maybe the, the routine was enough at that time, like, a daily routine of, like, you're doing readings for these classes, you're doing other things for these other classes, whatever, and, and since it's, like, your entire life, maybe that was just enough to not forget anything. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was an RA that I ever used a calendar, ever, in a legitimate way. Yeah. I I really fought against it throughout all of high school. I never wanted to use one. Um, In fairness, it's not like it was easy to use a legitimate calendar then. Like, it's so tedious to write down things in a planner and all that sort of stuff. I hated it. Uh, And it wasn't until I was in college and it's like, okay, I have a smartphone. I have a computer of my own. And I'm vaguely responsible for, like, 50 people. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I have to like keep track of way more stuff that it finally clicked like, okay, maybe there's something to this. Maybe there's something to not having to remember everything. Uh, you just have to remember to do this thing uh, and make it a habit so that you don't have to remember all the like information. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't always, I don't always find it easier to remember an action as opposed to the information in the short term. And that was obviously a big stopping point for me of like ever getting going. But at some point it clicked that like, oh yeah, surprisingly what you do as an eighth grader is not scalable to what you do (laughs) 
as like a sophomore or junior in college. Mm-hmm. And, and even then, starting full-time work, it wasn't until earlier this year, maybe in January. Uh, oh, no, maybe it was, no, it was 2019, like maybe the fall of 2019, that work finally got busy enough for me to use something other than just my email inbox to keep track of what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird looking back at like how organized I am now, relatively speaking, at least in my work life, compared to uh, even like three years ago, let alone middle school or high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there are definitely lots of assignments I never turned in or turned in very late. <laughs> <laughs> throughout middle school and high school there were a lot of them <laughs> yeah i like i still remember taking physics senior year of high school and there were a few homework assignments i just like i just forget about and i'd be trying to do them like it was my first block class uh each day and i would be like trying to do them at whatever seven in the morning when i get to school because <laughs> mm-hmm. i forgot about them yeah, those were rough. Yeah. Those happen every yeah. once in a while for sure. When you when you wouldn't do assignments, was it always like, oh, you just forgot to do it? Or like did you ever make a conscious decision not to do the assignment? And if so, I what do you know what motivated that decision? Yeah, that, that's interesting because I, I wanted to get to that with you where you talked about just not doing them. Yeah. Um I think for me, and maybe this is looking at myself with rose colored glasses. But like I know that I enjoyed enough of school that I there's very it's very unlikely that there wasn't an assignment. Okay, I, I liked school and I liked showing off mm-hmm. how smart I was. Here we go. And so uh, there was very <laughs> few assignments, if any, where I wouldn't want to take that opportunity. Uh huh. So it was almost always forgetfulness, and, and there was you know there was a brief period I remember in seventh grade I was supposed to be doing a Vision Twenty One reading book. So we were reading, I think it was the Diary of Anne Frank, I think. And, you know, I was supposed to be reading it and keeping up with stuff, and I just didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think I was just overwhelmed by it, which, and I got very frustrated by that because reading and reading comprehension and all that sort of stuff had never been a problem. Mm-hmm. And I finally hit this, like, sort of wall. And luckily, I had a teacher who was willing to be like, no, 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 like, you can do this. Just take, like, an extra week or whatever, and I know that you can do this all. And I did, and I did fine. But that was that was maybe the only time that I can think of where it was like not necessarily a conscious decision that I'm not going to do this, but maybe more of a shutdown of I don't think I can do this, so I won't. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what about for free? Were you were you playing a game of do the minimum amount of work so you can skip things or what? No, and honestly, this isn't something. Remembering back to like the time that we're mostly talking about here of like middle school mm-hmm. or early high school or something. I think it was always just like, I was very determined that I was going to do pretty much everything. So I think I did most stuff. I don't know. Maybe like Mm -hmm. my parents or teachers or something would beg to differ on that one. But I definitely noticed like throughout my schooling, my thoughts on that changed. Like definitely when I was younger, like middle school or high school or something, if I didn't do something, it was because like I didn't. Or, like, I was struggling with it and just, like, didn't want to do it anymore or, like, something like that. But I noticed, like, as I got into college, there were definitely assignments in college that I didn't do because at that point I viewed 
like I was looking at the assignment. I was like, yeah, this is not going to be helpful to me. It is not going to, this is a skill that I already have. I already know how to do this. I've already done 50 problems to show that I can do this and it's only Mm -hmm. worth 5% of my grade. So it doesn't really matter in that scheme of things. So like, why am I going to spend three hours doing this if I know that I can do it? And I already know I have that skill and there's other things that I need to be working on that I don't have those skills under my belt. Yeah, that's fair. It became very much a like me assessing kind of my own abilities in terms of like time management and knowing like I should be using my time more efficiently. And this assignment, while it might be very useful for others at this moment, it's not useful for me because maybe there's things that others can do that I'm way behind on. That's fair. Yeah, I can think of a few things in college where not necessarily that I wouldn't do things because I, I was I tried to do pretty much everything, mm-hmm. but there are definitely uh, assignments that I really uh, skimped out on in spirit. Mm-hmm. Like I took this British history class as an elective and we had there were weekly reading quizzes, but I think you're only required to do six. And I just kind of forgot about them for quite a while Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all of a sudden you know because basically the class was like similar to what i remember like ap euro being um but this was slightly less exciting you had some various readings that were sort of supplementary and that's what these quizzes were on but there was no cohesive story you would just show up to class and the and, and our professor would sit there and tell us stories about the British world and from, you know, from like his various historical perspectives and explaining things, but it was basically, you know, storytelling. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while we'd stop and discuss something in a small group or whatever. But like there was very little going on in that class. It was like these lectures, you'd show up, there's attendance, a random attendance. Uh, So I I went pretty much every time because no sweat off my back to sit there and listen to a history class. Uh, there are these reading quizzes, which I really somehow managed to slip by on. Yeah, so I so I do these quizzes by basically opening up the book that it was on or the reading or whatever, doing a very quick scan, and then just saying, okay, this is a timed quiz. I have 20 minutes. I think I have fast enough reading comprehension to find the answers to all these, <clears throat> uh, or at least enough of them to pass the quiz. And typically I was right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then... That was by far the worst procrastination that I had was in that entire class between those reading quizzes and what was most of your grade was a final paper. And I stayed up till 3 a.m. the night, the day before it was due at 8 a.m. to uh, finish it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that was by far the worst. Mm-hmm. There was another, actually, my perhaps what you could consider the most basic class of my entire degree. Uh, the College of Science and Engineering's class 1001. That was just a, everyone in the college was required to take it. And you did, and they just came up with a different project that everyone had to do each year. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I feel like I've probably told you this. There was a very high level of academic dishonesty in the way that we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the way that we like stole results or anything. Like we did work. We built a thing, <laughs> but we didn't do exactly what we claimed we did in our very good looking poster yeah and really the 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 fact that we paid the money to make a really nice poster like a real poster 
uh, probably gave us a lot of kudos that gave us a grade we did not deserve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was pretty bad. At least for my math classes, I was really consistent. Like, because those are straightforward. It's like, you have weekly homework assignments. There's no getting around them. They're a big, pretty big chunk of your grade. And if you don't do them, you're probably going to fail your test anyway. Mm-hmm. So those worked well for me. Mm-hmm. This just goes to show you, listeners, you can have bad habits for a really long time, and sometimes they can just turn around. (laughs) They did for me. (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) Okay. Shall we move on? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm already excited by this comic at a glance. We have Nancy by Olivia Jaimes, is how I'll pronounce her last name. Uh, We have a fellow sitting at a laptop looking at, I don't know, what's probably a video, I think. And this, this person saying, I'm tired of unrealistic TV. From now on, I'm going to watch videos that will teach me useful life skills. And we go to the next frame, and he is no longer watching a video that contains a couple of wacky characters with uh, various stars and stuff about them. Instead, there is a uh, an axe and a stump, and it says, how to, and the guy says, like, how to chop wood. And someone off frame says, too dangerous. And the... Uh, guy now off frame uh, replies or how to start a fire and the woman who responded first is reading a paper seems to be a little disinterested but says way too dangerous and you won't persuade me otherwise and the guy with a classic comic scribble of frustration above his hat <laughs> uh, is now reading a web page or watching a video whose uh, thumbnail title is How to Persuade People with with Psychic Mind Control. So, Mark, hmm. I think we should be talking about how 5G is controlling our minds and melting it. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I have so many links for you. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. I shook myself with bringing that one up. Um... <laughs> No, I, I have a video from Real Scientist 0078 that you'll love. <laughs> okay. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> Do you want to talk about mind control stuff or what I was actually originally going to talk to you about? Let's talk about what you were originally had planned. <laughs> okay. Mark, do you have any... Are there any life skills that you wish everyone could have? And if like you could just like help everyone out in the world by giving everyone a skill that you think they need that lots of people a surprising or at least to you a concerning number of people don't have hmm well there's two ways i okay clarifying question yes do i have to have this skill and teach people like sort of up to my level is that the goal here or can i benefit from this skill that i am bestowing you can wave a magic wand and everyone just has this skill. Wow. Let's, okay, let's constrain this. Is like, this has to be a skill that, like, you think is kind of simple. And like, mo- you're surprised people don't have it. Mm. And so it's probably something that you do have. Sure. 
unless you're concerned that you don't have it yourself and you feel dumb for that mm-hmm. or poorly informed, whatever. Well, painting into a box. Sorry about that. The f- that's okay. Painting me into a box. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> you gotta be patient. Uh, it takes a long time to <laughs> make layers of paint enough to make a box out that's of. That's right. A real slow 3D printer there. <laughs> Talk about um, watching paint dry. <laughs> so, okay, the first thing that came to mind were bestowing everyone the ability and inclination to use various keyboard shortcuts. Ooh. That's a good one. Or also, actually, this is not meant to be a dig at you, but I was also going to say, like, reasonably fast typing. No, that's a like good Like, if one everyone too. could type at, like, a minimum of 80 words per minute. Whoa! Is that what you call reasonably fast? Yeah. So this is the thing. I would, like, I'm biased by the people that I work with, but I would bet that the average of all the people that I work with is probably more than 80. Mm-hmm. Would be my guess. See, yeah, you definitely... Um, maybe I'm biased by the people I work with. <laughs> That's totally reasonable. Uh, from the sounds of it, I have a younger overall office, so... <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I have people who type with their thumbs. Yeah. Like, just their thumbs. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so those are the first couple that come to mind. is like various specifics of like techno technological literacy Mm -hmm. but maybe i don't know if you can call this a skill but but let's call it a skill uh the skill to appreciate things Mm. that you're unfamiliar with or maybe aren't even good at Mm. and i'm coming at this mainly from the perspective of all the people who like really despise having having been forced against their will to take math classes in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it kind of goes in general, just like the skill to, and, and that's, it's not necessarily empathy, but just like, and like an intellectual curiosity and appreciation for things that aren't what you chose to do in life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like there's this bias of like, Oh, you didn't choose to do this. And actually Jack mentioned this when I, when I was talking with him and Mikhail, like people have this bias of, I haven't heard of that, therefore it's dumb. Mm-hmm. And that's not even this. Like, maybe you heard of it, but you chose not to do it. But maybe, but, you know, your reason to do something shouldn't be, it's dumb. It could be, I don't find joy in doing that, but that doesn't mean it's dumb, you know? Mm-hmm. So, th- those are the those are the two, uh, br- that's the broad spectrum that I'm working on. Basic technological literacy and everyone just being a bit nicer and, <laughs> and about everything. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I got for you. Nice. No, those are great ones. Thank you very much. I hope you mm-hmm. do get that magic wand so you can gift me with all of those skills, especially the computer-based ones. I think that'd be nice. <laughs> Someday you'll just send me, uh, out of nowhere, you'll send me uh, a screenshot of your typing test at 81 words per minute. <laughs> would, would that make you feel happy? Like, Would that make you feel good about yourself that you pushed me to become better myself? Yeah, I would. Okay. Maybe that'll be your Christmas present in like 2030. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It'll take a while. If if computers aren't just controlled by our minds by then. Oh, Jesus, don't say shit like that. <laughs>